This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sunday night's Millwall Calling Show. Just waiting for my co-host to join, which will be very shortly. And uh, remember, this is um, a fully interactive show. Um, If you want to join in, you can. It's bottom left-hand corner. And you basically press your microphone and uh, and we'll get you on board. The only rule we have is obviously don't libel anyone. And um, if you're a rival fan, we will double-check first. And uh, hopefully we don't get to deal with any... Dickheads. Um, I'm just waiting for Stephen to get on board. Uh, he will be with us at some point shortly. There he is. So then Millwall played Middlesbrough first game of the season yesterday. Uh, first game of the 23-24 championship season. A, a long old travel depending where you are, but if you are pretty much London-based, it was about a 560-mile-round journey and about nine hours, give or take, uh, car journey if you drove all the way up. Um, Victory at uh, Middlesbrough. Stephen, um, thoughts on the game, fella? Well, what a way to start. I think um I think there was a lot of I think there's a lot of optimism from an attacking sense, but a lot of shall we say um negative negativity from a defensive point of view. But all of them they, they pretty much pulled it out of the bag, didn't they? They they um didn't really I don't I don't think Middlesbrough had too many chances or really clear cut chances. Maybe there's a couple that um Sarkic had to make a save and going forward, what more Nesbitt um, Fleming getting involved, and obviously we'll we'll come on to the two young lads, Amaku and an essay. But well, what a way to start! I think you always go into the season with optimism, hoping for a win. But I think most of us, myself included, would have taken a point yesterday. But yeah, um, I, I mean, I was I was highly positive on the pod. Um, well, you were saying four nil, three nil. I was saying. Um, <laughs> And I still was believing 3 0 yesterday. Um, the problem being where, where my madness comes is that Middlesbrough is pretty much, I think, since 
2014, thereabouts, that they've only really won one opening game. Um, they've not really won uh, an opening game in, in years. And it was just that feeling that potentially with all the um, all the turmoil and positivity we sort of had through the club over the, the summer period and the new signings and obviously still riding on the wave of unfortunately, you know, losing John, at the, hoping that the players want to go out and prove something and, and, and do it for his legacy this season. I just thought that there was a massive chance we could do it. And, um, and yeah, we went out and done it. And I think the team looked um, fairly well. So, yeah, I, I think it looked a good, um, a good battle. Uh, we were worrying, I suppose, throughout the week of, is it a back five? Is it a back four? Is it, you know, is it a back three, two, three, three, and four, 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 whatever you want, whatever other formation you want to do? But um, it looked good. Gary Rowett made um, substitutions within time for them to be able to do something, and they did do something. And I don't know. Um, it was it was a surprising game, and was it really Gary Rowett on the managers? Um, technical box, or was it an imposter pretending to be him? Uh, I, no, I, I, I don't get me wrong, and I, I, I'm not going to take anything away from us because I thought we were very good yesterday. But I think, first of all, it was probably that as much as people may not have gone into it in hindsight, it was probably the best time to play Middlesbrough. Yeah, you get you get a you get a massive long journey out of the way early part of the season. Yep. At the start of the season, as you as we've seen with other results, you know anything can happen. You know, on the first first weekend, nothing's decided, and teams are just getting settled. So, it was probably the best time to go there. But if if Rao, if this, I mean, it's one game, and we we have to be realistic and, and kind of say, look, you know, we've got to take each game as it comes, and, and you know, the cup will be a little bit different. But next Saturday, we've got to line up and go again. But if if Gary Rowett's learned anything from last year, and as you touched on the subs, bringing on the subs at a crucial time when what more. Um, was getting tired. Um, Fleming was perhaps becoming a little bit less effective, and we have game-changing subs. That that okay, you know, it's again, it's one game, but we've got game changers on the bench. But you have to give them the opportunity. You can't just give them five minutes and say go and win us the game. And they got their opportunity and they took it. So if it is an imposter on the bench, let's hope he stays for the remainder of the season. But maybe, maybe Rowett's finally seen that, you know, we've got some really good talented players, but they just have to have a proper opportunity to go and do it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, I think we looked comfortable on the ball. I mean, yeah, okay, Middlesbrough's early, um, early chance for early, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I think we were... I think we just looked solid. We looked like a team. And that new keeper, okay, looked a little bit nervous on a few bits. Um, but overall, I think, personally, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we heard the rumour, didn't we? There was a rumour flying around on Friday that Long wasn't going to be travelling. But obviously, it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't one of those rumours that you could throw out there and go, oh, yeah, this is, you know, gospel. Because we just didn't know. And then, obviously, again, it floating around Saturday morning. Um, and then the team sheets come out and he wasn't there. He didn't even travel. And that was probably very eye-opening on its own, to be fair. Um, 
because we all wanted the new boy to, to start, but we all believe really that Rowett probably was still going to put Long in goal. But it looks as if possibly he's lost faith in Long and the new boy's got the uh, got the top hat as such. I, I think, and being honest, uh, you know, with, with that, I think last season it clearly showed that Bart is, is perhaps not up to it anymore because there was ample opportunity for George Long to be taken out of the side mm. and, and he wasn't. And that says to me that perhaps Rowett was, he didn't have as confidence in Bart because of his knee, not because of his ability as a goalkeeper, but because of his knee and his fitness. Yeah. And over the course of the summer, yeah, okay, maybe it's taken a little bit longer than what they would have hoped for. But at the opportunity that he has been able to bring in a goalkeeper, he's brought one in and yeah. it's long that's missed out. I, I, I'll be honest, I've been one, I, I've criticised him and I think, you know, lots of people will see my tweets and, and have heard me on the pod and, and kind of, you know, get on his back a little bit. I do feel sorry for him in a way, I do, because as a, as a life of a goalkeeper, if you make a mistake, you are number one public enemy and that's just the way that it is. But to go from being first choice to, to not even making the squad, whether it be that he he's... Refuse to travel or what? It must be no, tough. I don't think. I mean, I don't know. There's rumour that he had the raving um because he he were he was dropped. But I don't know. We're waiting to see where he is. But you know, there's a lot of rumour on online or a lot of lot of people saying online in there that you know it'd be a league league one league two player in a you know not long down the line. So um, which is a shame to see him fall from there to there. But hey ho, you know it is what it is. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, if anyone does want to join in, um, get yourself in on the bottom left-hand corner. You need to be on a mobile phone. Press um, the request to speak button, and we will get you straight on. Uh, we'd love to hear your views on what did this victory um, mean to you. And if you travelled, uh, yeah, please give us a bell. What time did you start? What time did you get back? And uh, how's your voice today? Uh, I spoke to, obviously, um, the pod co-founder uh, Omar this morning, and uh, he drove up there about five, five sixty mile, five hundred and sixty mile round trip, and uh, yeah, his voice is uh, is pretty much not there. Um, but he said it was a great away day, you know, well worth the pain and trouble of going all the way up there. So it'll be interesting to see who else went. Uh, if anyone else wants to come on, uh, we don't bite. The first one normally starts a, uh, a rainfall and uh, and others join in on the back. There's a few of you on here who have gone on before. So, uh, yeah, feel more than welcome to uh, press that button and let's, uh, let's hear your voice because uh, otherwise me and Stephen are going to try and talk bollocks for an hour or longer. I'm sure they won't mind us for an hour. But as, as Mickey said, um, it's always great to get people's views and... and and different opinions so feel free to to interrupt us and if you don't agree with anything that any of us say as well by all means come on and challenge us we're more than happy to to hear different opinions but um mickey just we've got one on. one minute we've got one we've got mfc fan go on then fella unmute yourself you're into the middle calling what you got to say fella we can't unmute you you've got to do it yourself Go on, fella. Evening. Welcome to the Millwall Calling. What you got to say? 
Hello? Oh, he's disappeared. He's disappeared. He'll probably come back in a minute. So, yeah, carry on. Go on we scared him off. No, I was going to say, and again, this is for the listeners, if they want to tweet in or, or join in on this conversation. Obviously, um, Sarkic signed quite late last week um, going into coming into the Middlesbrough game. Um, do you think or does anybody think that there'll be another incoming by next weekend? Obviously, Richard Cawley has said that it's a striker or a forward that is 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 the position that we're looking for. Do we think we'll get that done next week? I think we'll probably get it done next week. I mean, yeah, there's a few in there. Tell us about what the feeling is with the Middlesbrough victory. Give us your views on SA and Amaku. Um, give us your views on do we need any more um, signings coming in or if we are looking to get a striker or a, um, uh, a, a centre midfield probably, I think, or... A, I mean, really, really, we could do it with a defender, but he seems to have par part that. I mean, there's a range of stuff out there. So if you've got any points you want to raise, um, please do get involved. Um, that is the only way where we can obviously get your voices and uh, and go. We try to be interactive, but obviously this only works with you guys in. Fuck Before we... We've got... Hang on, go on. We've got Darren coming in, mate. We'll have to part with him. It's Karen community. Go on in, Darren. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hello, Mick. Hello, Steve. Hello, mate. You're right. Yeah, yeah sweet. Um, I didn't get to go to the game, unfortunately, or see it. But um, from looking at the social media, I've only heard good things, which is this is very unusual, really, isn't it, from the Millwall social media. So we're happy with that. Um, yeah, I can I can see long. <laughs> You can imagine the geezer's probably a bit pissed off, isn't he? You know what I mean? Like, but he has been getting a hell of a bad press, and it can't be very good for his his morale, can it? You know what I mean? But mm. it, understandably so. Bart, I always thought Bart should have had a fair go. You know what I mean? Even with last season, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? But um, very impressed with. Oh, Watmore had a good game, didn't he? Apparently. Yeah, what more was all right? Yeah, <laughs> that's that's confidence, Mick. <laughs> no, 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 he's all right. Sorry, Stephen. Stephen gave me a pause. Then I'm trying to check messages, and you know, this is supposed to be um, co. Oh man, yeah, that's a good use, Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve no, is reading the newspaper, mate. So yeah, it's, it's, it's always my fault. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was I was thoroughly impressed with Duncan Watmore, <laughs> considering considering as well that Rowett hinted after the after the match that. Um, Bradshaw was poorly throughout the week, so it was possibly what more that, that wasn't going to play. So he definitely. But Brad has come on, his... didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he only got five. He got five minutes at the end, yeah. but I think it's by the way Rowett made it sound, it was a, a like a cold or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, he's got a man flu. Man flu. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Man flu. How about um, so, yeah. when did as as I say, I've literally. Only catching up, see the highlights and all that. Um, Emeku and SA, when when did we make all the substitutions and all that? So uh, it was in the second half. It was around, they got around about, well, including injury time. They they come on just after 70 minutes. So they got about 20, 25 minutes overall. And that, that kind of leads me on nicely to, to the next part. There was a tweet that come in that said, I currently think we have the best crop of forward players we've had in years. What do you guys think? And that's from 
um, Mr. HK, and that leads me on to SA and 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 Amaku as well. But he's just everything he seems to be doing at the moment. He was he's been a shining star through pre-season. He's you know everyone's been itching for him to play and to come on and and score the winner at 18 years old. I agree. I think our forward line is absolutely superb at the moment as, as a unit. I was so pleased for SC. I, he needed that goal, didn't he? Imagine what that's going to do for his confidence now. Do you know what I love for that goal? Is that the fact as soon as he scored, Danny Mack was on him, bringing him to the ground and just hugging the shit out of him because I think the whole team knew what it meant to him. I it, mean, was, the kid it was is, a beautiful moment, Mick. Beautiful. Yeah, and I, I really like the kid. I mean, I think the kid's laid back when he... You know, at the end of season dinner, he had a you know he had a little speech lined up. He was really well spoken. You can see how much he appreciates what the Millwall Academy's given him. Um, the opportunity. He's not. It, I think the, what I'm trying to say is a lot of youngsters his age group nowadays in football think that you know think that they're the bollocks and they think that. You know, they don't need to listen to people. They know what they're doing and they're fucking shit up with it. And with him, I just think that actually he doesn't, he really doesn't understand how fucking good he is. Absolutely. I think that kid's a baller, mate. That kid's going to go to higher places. As long as he carries on with the same attitude he's got now, that fella is going, is going places. And the longer we can keep hold of him, and the longer we can nurture him, the longer we can, you know, treat him and, and guide him, um, we will reap the benefits of him. He's unbelievable. And, and I mean, him and um, Amaku were just, they just, I don't know, he looked up, he saw him, and there was like two or three players right next to him, and he thought, I'm not going to give it to you, I'm going to stick it there, he's going to put it in the net, and he just threw it across the, the hold of the box and just, and it just, you know, it, it was just a beautiful touch straight in the top corner. Fucking unbelievable. Un- and unbelievable. you know what? Those, those two together, honestly, because they've been coming up through the academy, like together, they've got that, mm. that camaraderie between them. You know what I mean? Like they've got that little bit of friendship between them as well. And it, it's, yeah, it's no, brilliant. No. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. Freddie Draper's left us a message uh, on Twitter. Just join our uh, reply to the tweet what's uh, pinned to our account and uh, it will come straight through to us. It says, evening all. I think, uh, evening all, I think most of the players played well, but I'm not a fan of the back three. We don't have the pace for it. Uh, I think we should have stuck with a back four and maybe try two up top. Yeah, no, I agree with that. We've got another message as well from um, Chewy Louie. 0707 off Twitter, very vocal, normally goes home and away every game. Uh, Paul says, like I said the other day, confidence in the defence comes from confidence in the goalkeeper. Fully agree with that. And Saturday's performance proved that beyond any doubt, and Nisbet may not have scored, but he knows where to be and the goals will come. And again, I fully agree with that. Um, there are loads of you lurking in there, loads of you what talk. Um, there's the Jason Marsh, there's um, Danny Marsh, but probably he's working. There is Joe Zampa uh, mincing around in the background there, mate. There is quite a few of you who have come on uh, previous, and it'll be great to have you on and uh, 
and just get your voices added to the uh, to the mix. Um, so yes, got another message come in. Uh, Def Geez, uh, tell you what, Casper Demore ran the show. I thought he was a fantastic. He was fantastic, a real Millwall type player. Also, something changed in Rowett. Normally, he's put Evans on to see uh, to see the game out, but the subs he made, he saw the game was there for the taking. Uh, he didn't do that last year. Uh, we've got some uh, other messages. Um, Joe Zampra giving his apologies, saying that he's watching Barbie uh, on his own with a can of mango cola. Uh, good luck to you, fella. Let's see who else we've got there. Uh, Steve Hart, absolutely superb performance from back to front. Subs were spot on too, so hopefully Rowett continues making changes early enough to impact games. Hopefully we get a couple of loans. Centre-back for Mia Ferrari, a vote of three were immense uh, were immense yesterday. So, uh, yeah, we've got a few. Uh, we've got a few there. So, yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Can you ask Joe Zampa if he is fear- fearful uh, that Vog Slammer may not get a game this season? Uh, H HK, he will probably text back or message back in a minute. He's just um, he's just been quite rude to me actually uh, on on Twitter. But you know, unfortunately, mate, if you can't come on um, and give me a response, then unfortunately, I will um, take the piss. So uh, yeah, Stephen, what's your views, fella? Um, just on the just on the fella, uh, I'm just going to get his name. Who mentioned uh, about Casper Denor? I can't, I can't find. The, oh, Darth Darth Geese, his uh, Twitter yeah. Twitter name. Honestly, uh, that signing it come under the radar. No one, it, no one knew anything about him. I'd, I'll be honest with you, I'd never even heard of the team that he we signed him from, yeah. and he's he's just come out of nowhere. Now, as as you are aware, and I'm sure most of our listeners are aware. I am probably the founding member of the George Savile fan club. And it's it was very disappointing to see that he wasn't included in the starting eleven and Casper took his took his place. Yeah. yeah. Um but honestly, he's just he was superb. He's just come in and slotted in straight away. And you you have to hand it you have to hand it to um to row it, you know, it, it's a brave call to, you know, he put four starting players in, you know, Casper is new to English football. Did you uh, see that tweet about him yesterday? Which one? The one that said 70% of the earth's surface is covered in water. The rest is covered by Casper de Norman. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, I know obviously there's a little bit of a, a jokey hint to that, but it's true. He He's just come in and been absolutely superb. And to have the options that we've got, you know, again, I'm not going to mention too much about the defence because, uh, you know, that is that is what it is and, and we're going to have to deal with that down the line. In the midfield, in the midfield mm. and and up front, the options are, are very, very good. And, and, you know, on paper, you, you look at our bench yesterday, it was just absolutely superb. And the fact that we can play, we can have nine subs now and then obviously play five of them really does give you... Uh, a whole new... I mean, I'm not being funny, but me or you, who've got no experience of, of managing a, a pro football team, really couldn't fuck up, really, with five subs, could you? Um, no. 
you, you know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing water on any of the managers out there, but even me or you could potentially play a good team if we've got five subs we can change at any point. Uh, Callum said, uh, I can't agree with that um, to this point. Uh, he was replying to um, Freddie's um, talk about, obviously, not a big fan of the back three. Callum says, I can't agree with that um, to this point. Thought the defence was solid yesterday. Didn't give Middlesbrough a sniff, really. They didn't have a clear out, uh, clear-cut chance. Thought the formation worked really well yesterday. It had some good fluid, fluidity uh, to it. Created a lot of chances as well. Um, Harry Sims, 95. A massive fan of Casper from what I've seen so far. Looks a proper player. And Chewy Louis back again. Casper was pure class and an aggressive box-to-box midfielder with energy to burn. And his reading of the game was second to none. Yeah. Can you agree? Uh, yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's really difficult because you look at, and, and, and we all do it, you know, you all hope and you have an expectation and things like that. But you just you look at it and go after one game. We, we, we've made some really great signings. We've, you know, everything Rowett's done so far has been spot on. You, you, you know, yeah, okay. Obviously, you'd like to have scored a couple more goals. Of course, you would. I mean, every manager up and down the country is looking is looking for a comfortable two, three, four nil or whatever. But it, every, everything's working. Everything's moving in the right direction. Of course. It's one game and you do have to take that into consideration. But when you look at the tweets and you look at the fans and there's, genu- there's genuine excitement from old and new, whether you've been going two years, whether you've been going 30 years, 50 years, whatever, there's just genuine excitement around around this team. And you just kind of hope that we get through to September. We, we're obviously going to make an addition in, a full, in the forward area if Rowett gets what he wants. And it's it's just a, it's just a seemingly again another a good time to to be a fan at, at the moment. Um, I do agree with Mister Mister HK, who um, again the comment about Vogel Sammer. I th- I don't think we're going to see an awful lot of him now. Um, it, it's going to be, I think it's going to be very very difficult for him to find his way into the team. Um, and unfortunately, that's just what happens when you've got better options. Um, is it a miss? Probably not. I think you might see him on Tuesday in the cup. I think that's a good opportunity to give him a little bit of a run out. And, you know, if he scores a hat-trick, great, we'll, we'll go from there. But um, the other the other thing I wanted to, I think I wanted to, to touch on Is that Bob you were talking about, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I think he'll get more than that. I think I, I think Rowett's going to be doing a lot of rotation this season just to keep players, you know, um, keeping them match fit and also just I think he's going to play with a sub bench I think he's going to look at having players on that bench what can suddenly you know play a certain way you know like SA like um, Amaku or, or you know possibly Vol- I mean Vogue was on the bench yesterday though wasn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah he was yeah He'll get so, on the bench, but I think he, I think, I think he'll end up scoring some goals this season mate and then hopefully you can win the bet against Joe and um and then well yeah, Joe actually, will be forfeited. On that subject, Joe never actually confirmed either way if we were having the bet. Oh, so, did he not? So, oh, he bolded, did he? So 
I mean, Joe, and I know he's listening, but, you know, if you're sitting at home watching the Barbie movie with your mango coke and not accepting bets, people are going to start talking about you, mate. So, uh... Leave him alone, mate. Let him sit, let him sit there, mate, in his fucking pink fong. He'll be happy and Larry. Remember, if you want to see Joe, Joe... Um, has started a new show on a Friday with uh, with chaps called Friday Night Live, uh, which is a YouTube only channel or a YouTube only show. Um, they've done two now, and obviously they'll be back on Friday. But they sort of raise the topics what are, are sort of top of the mill agenda in the week, and also just do a brief preview before the Saturday's game. Uh, I was on there last night, um, which was quite fun. But yeah, they they seem to be. Uh, they seem to be leading a good ship there. So uh, I think there might be different faces uh, every week and stuff. But, yeah, it's all good. So uh, make sure if you want this on a Friday night before a game, then, uh, yeah, just join in and watch or, or watch it afterwards on uh, on YouTube. Uh, also, Chaps, Chaps is up on, uh, on YouTube for you to watch Chris's in-depth uh, match report, which is probably, to be honest, it's probably the number one post-match Millwall report out there, to be fair. It's very in-depth, very unbiased. And, um, and yeah, it's very honest, isn't it, to be fair? Let's, let's put it that way. So, yeah. Um, go on, Stephen. Anyone else want to come in and talk? I see Dolbs there. I see Paul there. Um, mind your thingy with the Jason Mask. Rambo's there. Um, all of you what have been on before are all in there, mate. We don't bite, but it is really good to have um, some different thoughts and and themes, mate. So, um, yeah, Joe's just come back in with a message and said, it'll make more sense to utilise Voggy by having him serve beer at half-time and help speed up the queues. <laughs> he, he, he's, mate. Do you remember, though, when we went, when we were at the end of season dinner, though, Stephen, and uh, and Joe was there and uh, and he come and saw Voggy and we wound him up and told him, we told Voggy, Everything you told him, showing him all the videos and everything else, and uh, yeah, he, he and again that text message what he wrote there. I don't think he'd actually tell that to Voggy, but hey, go. I'm just ruining myself for Friday night. I'm going to get absolutely muted on on Friday night. That's all right. I'll, I'll come and enjoin you, back you up a little bit. And also, <laughs> I, I, I do actually, I do actually have video evidence for any of the listeners that would like. <laughs> When yeah. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to post a tweet and if it hits so many retweets and then we we we'll air the video of Johnny of um Joe Zampa meeting Voggy. That could be an interesting uh, an interesting show on its own. So um yeah, there is loads of you there. Just press the request to speak button if you do want to come on um and go from there. Um Stephen, what do you what do you want to say? Do you want to talk about um what do you want to talk about? The should we talk about essay or should we talk about a match? I think I, I think essay is, is at the moment. As I said earlier, he is just he's just the golden boy. Um, he's just everything he seems to be doing at the moment is is turning to gold. He's playing football with a smile on his face. He's you know, he's just living the dream. He's just absolutely living the dream. And, you know, people have, talk, have been talking about the sort of bromance with, with Amaku. Um, but they're just, they're just mates. They're mates living. They, they've, they've obviously become close since Amaku joined in January and they're just living the dream of a professional footballer. 
the 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 interview they both gave after the game, I I thought was um, I, I thought was absolutely brilliant. They just they were so buzzing, and it's just refreshing to see. You could see how buzzing. I mean, when when Danny when Danny pulled him to the ground and pretty much jumped on top of him, and then everyone else jumped on top of him. Um, and we'll speak about Cooper in a bit as well, but it just seems so solid, so you know, it, it just it just looked like the whole team was one. And I don't know if you would have got that last year, but right now it just looked it looked fantastic, absolutely like, fantastic. I've got one for you guys. How about um, Fleming? That has not been talked about for ages about him going, staying. What? I think it's too late now. I don't think, I mean, I think realistically, if he's going to go, I think it'll probably be January now. Um, I think it was probably quite set and there was probably early style negotiations and backwards and forwards. And then I think, um, unfortunately, um, JB passing, I think, put a, a, a pause in those negotiations and other players become available. Oh, they just shifted. Um, a need it'll, it'll be I don't think I don't think people won't come back in for him because I think that's that's a given um, so what about if, right say, now say we get promoted Nick, yeah say we get promoted what oh, if we get promoted and he stays with us till the summer and exactly, we get promoted it's just player, weird but... that it, it all went quiet all of a sudden didn't it you know what I mean? So basically, that means that surely he's going to be staying with us for the season now, isn't he? I wouldn't necessarily say for the season. You've only got this window. This window shuts on the 1st of September and then it reopens again um, what, in January, I think. So, yeah, you've, you've, you've got another window then and that potentially could be a window where we lost. But look, to be fair, we're getting to a stage now where we're not really talking about Fleming. No one's really having a conversation about Fleming movement, Fleming on the ball yesterday. Everyone's talking about SA. Everyone's talking about, you know, Amaku or, or you know, to Joe Bryant. You know, everyone's talking about a new keeper. No one's talking about Fleming. And I think it's probably been played well by the club that they sort of kept their powder dry. They've not really come out and said anything one way or another. Um, and, and it will go from there. Um, and again, you know, there's another another tweet there that says, you know, I think Fleming from Joe again says, I think Fleming still wants the Burnley move and he's holding out for it, hence why he isn't over-inserting himself lately in fear of getting injured. And I think that's going to be, you know, that, that, that is that the way lot, it is. Yeah, yeah I've heard that. That's the lot. way it is. Listen, mm. he, he wants a move, uh, potentially. He, You know, every player in the world wants to play in the Premiership. Um, and you can't really fault a player for doing that. But I just think that, unfortunately, things outside his control changed um, potentially what was what was building momentum, and because of that, is probably going to be um, it's going to be you know it's going to be here for a little while. Not saying it ain't. It could happen in a you know in a couple of weeks. We've still got what two weeks or so before the end of the transfer window three weeks or whatever before the end really of the transfer true. window yeah, yeah. and I think one thing we've learned in football is you never say never so um, no, that's it, it is well. what it is but how about, about Nisbet who's talking no about no Fleming no one talked about Nisbet huh Nisbet 
Yeah, Nisbet was. I think he's a player there, mate. I think he's going to end up coming on for. I mean, Stephen, do you want to say something, mate, so I can get some water and get a breath? Um, <laughs> Darren yeah. wants you to be his match commentator, fella. That'd well, be lovely. Uh, do you know what? I, I said it. I, I said it for um, the chatting against the Charlton game in the friendly, and I've seen it a couple of times, obviously in the other friendlies, and again yesterday. I think Nisbet's movement and his positioning is top top draw. I think he's the he's the striker that Rowett has been like praying for for the last few seasons. I heard a really interesting um, comment of uh, someone I know, sports club, um, mentioned this the other day, and and kind of said that Tom Bradshaw has been manufactured into a striker. If that makes sense, he's yeah, not, he's not he's not a prolific striker. He's not what you'd call an out and out striker, but. Nisbet is Nisbet is a is a proper striker, and I think he'll be disappointed to have not scored. And I think there's a few of us that would like to have seen him on the score sheet. And I think the second opportunity when Watmore put him through, I, I think he'll be disappointed not to score. But yeah. I, I think that, as, like Mickey said, I think there's a real player in him, and I think it won't be long until we see we see some goals from him. And um, yeah, just. It, again, it just it just goes to show that we've been crying out for a striker for so long, and perhaps Rowett had we've got it too right, many now. Well, perhaps Rowett had it right in January going after, and it was just the whole um, injury issue that that caused the problem. I think there is wider. We we spoke on that. I think there was wider things. I think he just wanted to give that final season, like Fleming did. Fleming wanted to give the final season to his team, and I think. Um, Nesbitt wanted to do the same. I mean, you know, look at it looks as if um, Hibs ain't doing that well so far. Yeah, uh, uh, look, the 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 only thing I would say, uh, I was listening to you talking about Fleming and and um, and and you know, there's a couple of people that have said, you know, in in friendlies, he's not been putting in the same effort. By by our standards, in, in, you know that we have at, at Millwall pre-season to me isn't really it, it, it means nothing to me, and I don't expect the players to be running around tearing into to, to challenges. I, I thought Fleming was was quite good. I, I think he'd be really disappointed to have not scored from from his opportunities that he had. Yeah, um, but I don't. I, I I honestly think the Burnley ship has sailed as well. I I just. I don't see... They've signed so many forwards and wingers and attacking midfielders. I honestly think that they've walked away. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, HK, Mr HK again, he said, I think the Fleming bids come around the same time as JB's untimely passing, as did the interest in Mark Travis. Most most likely why none of these moves happen. I totally agree with you. Oh, Absolutely. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Berylson, you know, that the timing of, of Berylson's, um, you know, unfortunate passing away was as hit everything like a rock but it all it, as you said as people don't think it has hit any potential transfer dealings it's hit it, and that's not just as you say Travers was an incoming there may have been there may have been other players lined up you know Casper might have been in the door before he actually actually like signed and the same with with Wes Harding so and and you you know I, I respect Burnley for their for their approach they didn't they clearly didn't want to try and do business with the club because they knew what was going on. They wasn't trying yeah. to force it. They weren't trying to push a deal. So, you know, respect to them. But by that, that actually happening, that incident, you know, with 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 John and 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 you know everything that's happened around it and and the, the week of, of mourning and and things like that, it's probably it's probably meant that Fleming stays until at least January, unless another mad bid comes in from from kind of from nowhere. Yeah, no, I totally think uh, there's a good thing what we've just been said in the group chat that they made a line reporting yesterday's game and um, and they've spelt Gary Rowett um, and they've spelt it the same way Neil Harris spells his name, which is um, quite comical. In the second half, Millwall's manager Neil Harris made a tactical substitution, bringing off what more for fresh legs. Did you watch, did you say that? Obviously, obviously, I think you watched it as well, same as me. I thought it was highly amusing that Watmore um, went to sit on the Middlesbrough bench. Oh, it was it was great, wasn't it? It, it just it was just, and you could tell like the the reaction of the benches and Rowett and all the players it, that he, Rowett said, didn't he, after his um, in the in the press conference or the pre uh, press match uh, interview, he said that all the Millwall players are planning on finding him. Um, mm massively for it which I can I could fully get on board with he made himself look a right prat no, that, that was a classic little bit it's, that's going to go down in history I love that yeah that he's, he's going to get <laughs> slaughtered for that for the next couple of weeks he's going to get absolutely hammered but again it, it's one of those isn't it like it just shows I know it's very easy to come out and make a joke of that once you've won the game but even little things like that, the players are clearly in a good place. They're clearly in good spirits. They, you know, they're all they're all on a high, which which we all thought. Again, I, I don't want to sort of keep harping back onto sort of the sad memory of John, but you know, we all thought it may have been a struggle for for the players and the management to to go this season with everything that's happened. And and I think before we forget, Mick, I know we spoke about this. The touch that the players had, JB on their shirts yesterday was absolutely... They should put that on the shirt. You know that. They should put that on the shirts in the shop and and they will sell those shirts to most Millwall fans will buy one of those shirts for the fact, just just for the fact that it's got JGB on it and just to keep it as a, as a mark of respect. They would sell, um, they would sell those shirts. So, you know, but, you know, hopefully the club do it, but... I, I think I think they said though. I think there was a. I saw. Um, I can't remember if it was a quote from the fans forum where they said that they wouldn't be making them available to the public, but the reason being is that they want they want um, 
to auction the shirts to go towards. They were going to put that towards sort of a memorial or something for him. So that's fair enough. But you know, realistically, it would be good to give. You know, the the the, the thing is with auction is it's great if you've got if you've got money, right? If you're if you're quite well off and you can afford to pay five, six, seven, eight hundred pound for a shirt, that's great. But if you're a a fan who pays all their money travelling all around the country and everything else, it would be fantastic to give them an opportunity to pay fifty, sixty quid for one of those shirts, what then they can keep. And then you're gonna sell a lot more and make a lot more money by selling a lot more of those shirts that way than, you know, potentially giving, you know, 11 people. If they're going to sit there and auction off, you know, one shirt from each away game for the whole season or do one of those raffles where you pay a five or a ticket or whatever and giving everybody the opportunity, then, yeah, great. But I just think sometimes when you do um, auction, I think it just sort of, you're letting people who... I've got that sort of money to be able to do it. I mean, you know, look, I'm not skint. I'm not, I'm not, you know, brassic. I, I've got a good job. My wife's got a good job, etc. But I couldn't justify spending eight hundred pound, even six hundred pound, eight hundred pound on a shirt, uh, and I wouldn't do it. But I would justify probably going in and buying, you know, a shirt for you know, 50, 60 quid, and I'd probably buy my kids one too as well. So, you know, maybe two or three. So, you know, 150 quid, um, I could justify to a degree because it's, uh, you know, the new shirt, man, and, you know, from there. But oh, no, I, I, look, Don't get me wrong. I agree. I don't necessarily like the idea of the um, of the auctioning. I, I, mm. I get that the funds will go to the memorial. I understand that. But... There's a, there's a simple way of doing that, as you say. You spend 50 quid on the shirt. I, I get that the club has their margins and they, you know, it, it's, it is still a business and, 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 and James Berylson will obviously be looking at the numbers and things. But they could say, right, this, the, the, if they want to do it on the away shirt, we're going to add on, add on an extra 5, 10 quid to make it 55, 60 quid or whatever. And that money is going towards a memorial. So rather than, you know, everyone have a rush for the as you say for the auction shirts because I would imagine if they do that there'd be a lot of people that would go out and buy one and they'd make their money for the memorial anyway but the, the, the club got, they, the, you know look, they've done that they've done the auction for a while they've done it with the poppy the poppy shirts for, for, for quite a while now so um, that's I that's, just think it's I think unfortunately everything happened so quickly and it was so unknown that the shirts were already printed so for them to go back and be able to put stuff on the shirts I think it's going to be hard work so you know, I'm not really going to jump on the on the bag uh, and rip them apart. Listen, if you want to get involved, get involved. Um, Joe's trying to produce us from the front room watching Barbie with his missus. Um, yeah, we we we'll talk about him in a, in a in a little bit, fella. But you don't really want us to start calling you producer Joe, mate, because that was a guy who used to be all over like what's it, Lions Live, and. Um, and he was the one who suggested live on Talk Sport that time to um, change the name of Millwall. So you definitely don't want to be associated with producer Joe there, mate. So, um, yeah. Um, so we talk about um, Saki then, or Saki, or whatever his name is. So, yeah. Saki. Uh, I, I, I think he's going to be called Saki. I think Millwall fans are going to call him Saki. 
I, I, honestly, I don't care what they call him. As if he if he comes in and keeps making clean sheets, then call him whatever he bloody likes. It doesn't make any difference to me. I, I don't get me wrong, and I said it earlier at the start of the show that I think we played Middlesbrough at the right time, and yeah. it was the right time for that long away journey. But you still have to go and do the job, and I think he had an easier afternoon than perhaps you would have in in three months' time. However, you can only play the game. You can only play the situation. He made a couple of saves. Um, I think his kicking was a little bit uh, to, to be desired. But it might have even been you, Mick, that said, when, you, when you're comparing his kicking to George Long, that's the one thing that George Long had that was very, very good. Mm. So there is going to be a difference. But his, his distribution was OK. He, he looked OK. It's confidence. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was me. But watching the team... And again, those of you who watched it yesterday, please do get involved. You know, we've been going, what, 40 minutes and uh, and we've had one person come on. Uh, it'd be great to to hear any of you others. We don't buy it, promise. Um, I just thought, personally, that the team looked more confident that the keeper was more confident. Uh, and it just seems to, uh, you know, just put a confidence over the players, you know, that you weren't worrying about if someone does get into the back, into that back line, potentially we're going to end up, you know, getting a goal in by mistake. Uh, but the keeper seems solid and, and, and passed on that confidence. Oh, here yeah. we go. Gone. No, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think I think the goalkeeper situation was clearly one that maybe the coaching staff had, had identified, and maybe even the players themselves were were starting to to have to, to maybe lose a bit of confidence. You'll never know that. No, no one will ever ever come out and say that. But no. as you say, over over, we we'll give it a few games to say again. It's only it's his debut, but he kept a clean sheet. You can't really ask for much more than that, and. I think over the next few weeks and months, you you will see an even stronger relationship between the back three and and the goalkeeper, and that can only be a good thing. No, that's it. That's it, Stephen. I'm going to bring um, Thomas in and um, let you control it for a minute while I just run off and do something. So, um, yeah, go on, Thomas. What's your thoughts, fella? I'm not quite sure what's happened there. I think everyone's still on mute. Thomas, if you unmute yourself. Hello, mate. There we go. <laughs> Hello, boys. Long time. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Um, didn't get a chance to go to it, but yeah, I watched it. Um, I thought we looked solid. I really did. For the first time in a long time, I'm... I looked from back to front and I was like, that's a team. That's a team. Yeah, I, I think, look, again, and I don't want to, I don't want to come across as, you know, putting down the performance because mm-hmm. they were, we were very, very good yesterday, yeah. I thought. I mean, it's only uh, one game we... and I understand that it's only one game, but, yeah, you 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 can only go on. You can only go on what you see. You can only go on, on 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 the performances. And I think 
I think, yeah, I think we've got the, the makings of a very, very... And it's not even just the team, it's a squad. Yeah. As I, as I said earlier, that the, the team sheet was put out and you look at the bench. Yeah. And you look at the players coming off the bench and you, you got, you've got our top goal scorer was on the bench yesterday from last season. Mm-hmm. You've got arguably, for lots of people, the player of the season last year in George Saville. I know, yeah. you know, he wasn't voted for, but there were a lot of people that would put him in that category. You've got the brightest, probably the brightest young talent we've had at Millwall for a long, long time. Oh, 1,000%. In, in, in essay, on the on the bench. And mm-hmm. I, saw, I think I saw a tweet earlier, someone, a Millwall fan, had said that Leeds were, were brave enough to, to pick a 17-year-old, um, so we should be able to pick pick Romain essay. And and I agree. I, I think there will come a time where essay should, should perhaps be starting. But how nice is it knowing that especially based on yesterday that Rowett can see if our players are getting tired or if mm. it's not quite working, he's he's able to turn around and go, right, go on in, Rob, show us what you can do. And he's just going to come on. And, 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 and sometimes it looks like he's performing miracles when he's got the ball. Yeah, yeah definitely. And the thing is, he, he performs with a smile on his face. He's like totally enjoying it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Totally agree with you there. So, so yeah, no, no, um, no uh, debate from me on that one, mate. I think he's a young lad who's enjoying his football. Let's get some of these messages read out um, because I keep missing people because Joe was abusing me um, a little bit. So where are we, Miss Popcorn? Uh, it's actually quite refreshing not to rely on one, maybe one person in the team to get goals or rely on other teams to fail. We have a good selection of players so far who look like they're able to do their stuff. All shining at the moment. May it continue. We are spoiled for choice. Definitely are. Um, yeah. We've also got another message here from JME. Uh, I am just happy we've got a left-back who is composed on the ball in Joe Bryant, looks so solid and has a bit of quality with the ball. Yeah, he did, but I think he was a bit ropey in defence. Um, if if we're being honest about, it. I mean, listen, he, he's a he's a player. He's got he's, he's definitely got um, something about him. But yeah, I, I, I think there's more to come with him, and I'm really happy to have him on board because I think he's um, a really good signing for us. So yeah, we've got a couple of other messages there. Lee, exciting times. Um, We've got Joe Stalker, who's not really replying to us, so there. Um, and uh, Joe's been back. Where is it? Joe's been back. Someone, someone told Joe to go watch the games. I think that's how he plays. Um, in regard to his comment about Fleming, strolls around, and then when he gets the ball, he explodes with pace. Joe says, "Yeah, you're right, but it's not quite battling in the fifty-fifties or showing enough commitment." Um, I'll give him the benefit of doubt since it pre-season, but he hasn't upped his game yesterday like everyone else has. Uh, and then Ted said, yeah, true, let's cash in and sell him. Um, I think that's pretty much it, Stephen. So, um, yeah, I mean, Stephen, what's your thoughts on uh, on Brian yesterday? I thought in defence, hang on one sec, one sec. Um, Charlie Kenny's Mick, can you not, not ever say Nesbitt doesn't need more than one chance to score? I will never say that again, just in case it's me which fucking jinxed the poor fucking fella. So, um, yeah, no worries. Next time, 
next time you see me, you can buy me a pint, and I promise I won't actually, uh, I won't actually ever say that again, okay? Because um, yeah, I've been thinking the same that we were talking about it in the last couple of shows, saying uh, how different he was. So uh, yeah, I, I, I won't even. Um, I even say that. So yeah, we've got another message. One set was just come in from you know a what? new, a Sorry. new texter. I tell you what, I loved uh, yesterday the the shirt with that. Yeah, that no, the shirt was good, mate. It was good. So yeah, Billy Betridge says it was just nice to actually enjoy watching us play football. Can't often um, say that, Stephen. That's probably a good comment to agree with, isn't it? It was. A nice afternoon watching us play without having, you know, really moaning through the game, saying how shit we were. It was a, it was just a nice, relaxed game to watch, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's very strange. You know, we've all, you know, we obviously had like messaging in the chat and stuff like obviously as a group with, with all the boys and that, and and you see the tweets and stuff, and it, you know, when you sort of. You, you, we've all been there, all of our listeners would have been there. You're at a game, you're watching Millwall and the opposition get the ball and you just know, you just know inside that that they're going to score or, you know, we're likely to, 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 to ruin it or mess it up or whatever. But yesterday, as much as sometimes they had a little bit of the ball, we it, it was it was a little bit comfortable at times. I I don't like saying that. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel normal to say it, but you know, going forward, we created lots of chances. We were we were good in midfield. We were good in defence. Um, it was just a nice. It was it was the first time I think we can most people can honestly say we enjoyed an away game and 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 looked the better side. I know I know the stats will say you know towards the end they had more of the ball and they had more chances, but but they they didn't have many chances on target. So I couldn't care less. You can shoot fifty times in a game if you're not hitting the target. It means nothing. Absolutely nothing. So no, no. Look, I I totally agree with you. Um, nice to Joe there. Yeah, the Mickey Simpson curse. He said last season Voggy would score fifteen goals. Joe, you you can come in and say whatever you want about me in the text, mate. Um, but the difference between me and you, and you are older than me, is that you admitted live to a live audience that you drink pale ale, mate, um, or you probably drink the old. You know, light and ale, mate, with your half pint of lager and your brown ale, mate. So, um, yeah, you carry on, fella. You enjoy your Barbie film, mate. So, uh, yeah. But um, I I think it's exciting times. I think Rowett's potentially got a team, what he wants to play, what can actually play the way he wants to do it. And um, and we're there. I see there is a Borough fan lurking. Um, oh, it's a Borough shirt museum. Um who obviously Darren probably knows, but yeah, I mean, if you want to come on and comment about yesterday's game, just um, request, you need to be on a mobile phone, but just request, be interested to see what your thoughts are of the Borough game yesterday, mate, from the Borough's point of view. Good guys, fellow, I can vouch for these, bruv. Yeah, yeah, no dramas, if you want to come on again, mate, it's no dramas there, so... um, I I think we're going to have a good season this year, I really do. I've got a really good feeling. Yeah, I do. Let's um, let's get this borough guy and let's see what their views are from the borough side of it, um, and even what more going back to their own bench. Um, go on, fella, you're um, free to speak. Yep, yeah, can you go. hear me, guys? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I was at the match yesterday. I thought I thought Milton were busy. I thought what more front was well, he's just like he was at Middlesbrough, um, in borough spaces, create a few chances for you. 
we were shocking. We, we've got a team full of um, development players. We need we need Akpon back, 30, 30 goal a season striker. We probably need three good quality Premier League players, which we had last season. If we keep our squad, we'll bottom half. Um, I think you boys will finish where you did last season. I think you've you've kept most of your players, haven't you? So you looked good. I thought you looked good yesterday. I mean, what's your views on on um, actually? Before we go there, let's. Uh, I would just like to say um, your fans were tremendous yesterday. When I know it was remembering um, your fans as well that had sadly passed between the seasons. Um, but the the respect shown towards JB with the minute applause what seemed to be followed impeccably by um, your fans. And to be fair, I wouldn't expect anything less than your guys. So a massive thank you from the Millwall fan base um, to your guys because, um, yeah, I think it was highly respectful and, uh, and much appreciated. Very, very much appreciated. So first of all, thank you for that. And second... Uh, how did you feel about what more trying to sit back on your bench? <laughs> yeah, no, no problem. I, th- I think I think Borough have got um, Borough and Millwall. They're, they're a bit jointed together, aren't they? The, the working class areas. Um, yeah. They've had the Colin Cooper link, haven't they? So yeah. we are aligned, really, the, the fan base and everything. Um, but yeah, they've got the the Watmore thing going. I'm not sure if that was half planned, you see, because he start, he, start, he seemed to laugh when he was, was heading into it. But yeah, it was quite a good uh, comedy moment, wasn't it? No, no, totally. I mean, also, what's your views on our youngster? Obviously, um, the two what linked up for our goal, Amaku and um, and Essa. I mean, Essa is um, an eighteen-year-old lad who's pretty much this is going to be um, hopefully his first full season in the first team. Yeah, well, to be honest, I, I had a, a Borussia museum. We had an exhibition yesterday. Um, about Janine Hill. so I didn't get into half time by the time I took the exhibition down and everything. But I met my eighteen-year-old son in there, and, and he and he said he mentioned that lad actually, the, the young lad, and he said he's been lively. So um, yeah, he said he, he's been a he's one to watch. I think I think he'd be I think he'll turn out a good player. No, I mean you are obviously unfortunately for us um, at Millwall, we are the museum we have has been going since '94, but unfortunately we still haven't. Um, got a, an official space or an official home for our museum. You are pretty much you do the same sort of thing your end, um, and I'm intrigued for you to just let people know. So, obviously, I know Darren from the Mill Museum, and I know you've been speaking to him and 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 whatnot, and uh, and he's told me bits and pieces you guys do. But you do exhibitions before games and stuff where you put. Um, you do old shirts or particular games and all that. What was the um, what were the shirts yesterday and what games? Um, what 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 game was it from for yesterday and what do you do normally? Yeah, so so the Borough Shirt Museum. We I'm, I'm a big collector. Another lad from Middlesbrough was a big collector from Borough Shirts. And we said, look, we've got all these hidden away in the loft, and you get them out now and again, have a look at them. So why don't we why don't we get them out there and and do exhibitions. So we joined together, created the Borough Shirt Museum and the fan base has absolutely flew. So we've done exhibitions. We did about 10 exhibitions last season and we must get five or 600 people through the door to see them on a match day. Um, we've done 70s, 80s, 90s. So yesterday was was um, based around Janino. Remember the Brazilian Janino that played for, played for us yeah. in, the, in the 90s and 2000s World Cup winner? So we did a whole exhibition on him. It was every shirt, every club he's had. We've all, all his Brazil shirts there, all his Brazilian club shirts like Flamengo and Vasco Gama. 
Um, we've just spent a lot of money on one of Janino's World Cup winning shirts in 2002. So we set this exhibition up, and, and the day before the gig, we we got we had a personal message from Janino. So word had got out, it reached Janino himself, and he sent us a good look message, which was really nice, really, really nice. So do you actually uh, take it? So you do you raise funds to collect the shirts, or do you just do you no, crowdfund? But, what do you do? And how many shirts have you got? I think we must have about a thousand Boris shirts, a thousand match worn shirts, probably about eight hundred of them in Middlesbrough. So we've got every wow. we've got every Boris shirt really from the sixties all the way to, to modern day. Um it's all self funded, so it's just me and my me and a, a mate who who do it together. We've tried to get in with the club. It's it's difficult. Um we we have a cabinet on match day and we we do a little bit with the club, but really everything is is all is all ourselves. We do a lot for a male mental health charity as well. So we do, that's our that's our charity we support. So we do a lot of charity functions with them, and we earn a few quid for them actually. Well, that's fantastic. But I mean, so and you, and you know few... what, Mick? You know what? I'd just like to say they've done such an amazing job because, yes. as as he says, it's literally they've taken it upon themselves to do it, and they yeah. funded everything themselves. We can very much relate to that. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. this is why it's very important for all the museums, for all the clubs, et cetera, et cetera, to keep in touch and and keep that football history alive, you know? No, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's, it's all about keeping history alive. It's you, you go on, sorry. No, uh, go on, bro. 1,000%. That, that is exactly what it's about. 1,000%. Mm. Keeping history alive. It's, what is history? History is nostalgia. So we we have gigs. We have people, we have older people come to see the seventy shirts, and it triggers memories from back in the day. Going to wear some park with the granddad, and it's just that's what it's all Absolutely. about. Absolutely. You see, I've done a sweet spot of what their time. Man was mid nineties watching Borough, Brian Robson. So everyone's got a sweet spot, and just brings everyone together. You see, what well, I I absolutely. I mean, I've done some bits and and. I've done a few shows back in the beginning um, when we started doing the pod, but I am a strong believer in football with Alzheimer's. So some yeah. of the some of the groups out there, basically what they do is, is fans what are suffering from Alzheimer's. They yeah. basically bring fans into the club on a on a non match day, and what they do is they basically, mm-hmm. depending on the age group they are, you probably know you've probably done this. Is that you'll have certain bits from so for instance I don't know say the 60, 65 to 70, you'll then have shirts, you'll have programs, you'll have items from those games, etc. all there set up to basically trigger yeah. people's memories. And if those of you who are listening probably might not have an understanding of Alzheimer's and stuff like that, what they found with studies is that music and football are the, bigger, are the yeah. biggest triggers of... People with Alzheimer's, they don't know why, they don't know how, but basically people with, even with severe Alzheimer's, can remember things from key moments through a football match, through a piece of music, and that then brings them back to life. I suppose back to life isn't necessarily the right word, but it, it, it invigorates them and gives them an enjoyment where you can see you can see the life in their eyes again rather yeah. than where, you know, people can't remember. And seeing that... See a, see a smile on me, their face. Yeah, yeah, and, and to me, to, to be honest, that that should be 
every football club should have a museum leading these yeah. events or every club should have a couple of shirt collectors like what you do um, yeah. and carry on because I do a podcast with a few lads What and Stephen's, you know, Stephen's within there. We were born, you know, past 90s forward and a lot of these guys don't, don't know or haven't seen a lot of the previous shirts and, and for you guys to be doing exhibitions and doing things with the Alzheimer's, yeah. teaching the newer, the fan about what the old shirts mean and all that is is great and yeah. and it's just a shame that we can't do it at Millwall or, or have a space where we can have something going on at Millwall because we've had some classic shirts over the years too. Oh, you have. We've, we've done that with um, Alan Peacock. I don't know if you know him, but he's he played in the 50s and 60s. He played in the 1962 World Cup. He's a, he's a legendary striker at Middlesbrough. He's in his 80s now and he's got Alzheimer's, but he's still yeah. functional and um, we've done charity events with him where you go around the you invite people with Alzheimer's to come and see the seventies, and like you say, it, it reignites them. It, it triggers yeah. that memory that's stuck in the back of the brain. It, it, you can see on the faces, it's um, spot on. It, it works. Uh, if people want to give you a follow, because obviously I know there are a lot of our fans what probably want to see some of the shirts and the history behind them and stuff like that. Do you want to give us what your um, your account name is or your website and that? Yeah, just um, just give us a follow on all socials. Forest Shirt Museum. And um, no we've got a website as well, forestshirtmuseum.co.uk. Our shirts are on there. We're going to no get worries. some um, Forest Shirt Museum shirts made up. We've got Christmas jumpers and all that. So, um, yeah, just, just give them a follow. Christmas yeah, jumpers. All, all stay together. Good, good, good community. Yeah, no. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Borough can vouch for this as well. There's so many other museums out there. I speak to Burnley, Tottenham, Chelsea. Yeah. I've introduced, like, he's introduced me to them. I've introduced him to these, like, there's a lot of people out there, honestly, really trying to just look after that football history. And it, it's yeah. like 125 years worth, you know? So it's well I'm worth sure. looking after, you know? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. No worries. Thanks for I'd like, I'd going like for to get, get that. We play a year away in January, so we're going to head down for the game. We've got to meet up yeah. before the game. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely, up, mate. mate. As I said, definitely meet up. Right, well, uh, like you say, good, good to chat, guys. I'm, I'm going to jump off now. Yeah. And, um, good no worries, you absolutely. Have no a good worries. one, mate. You Thank you, mate. Cheers, lads. Bye. No worries, no worries. Um, Stephen, um, we're getting to the final parts, mate. What, if anything, um, you want to add to this, mate? Any conversation you want to say, mate? No, I mean, just listening to that there, I think it's, I think it's so important, the, the historical... Um, aspect of, of following a football club. I know there'll be people in the chat. Oh, it, sorry, in the in the comments I'll and listening that. Press that, the uh, button. Sorry, I do apologise uh, to those. Sorry, those <laughs> who are speakers. I, I went to click on something. Can I send you a move to all the speakers? So I do apologise on that. You, Darren, and and that. Yeah, I do apologise. Go on. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just important that that we do remember that the the, the older days and and the, the the fans before us, and you know, obviously. Saturday coming, we're we're going to remember remember John, and I'm sure there'll be uh, up and other down other grounds. There's been people that have you know that have passed away. Obviously, Middlesbrough paid respect to theirs, and I think it's important to keep that alive. And 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 it's not just um you know there's all sorts of you know illnesses and 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 disease out there that you know football football can do such a lot. It, it brings a lot of people together, and it means so much to to people. So the work that 
um, the the borough guys were doing, and obviously our own, and I'm, I'm sure pretty 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 um, lot most clubs will be doing the same thing. Um, in terms of a, just one other subject from me, um, we are running a Premier League fancy league for uh, the Millwall podcast community. Um, you do have to uh, click into the community page that we have set up um, to, to get to get the to get the, the, the link to join. So um, we'll tweet out the community again if you're not already in there. If you are, please uh, join it. We're just trying to get as many people in there as possible. It's a little bit of fun. We'll we'll do an update on the shows and on the spaces so everyone can see how how they're getting on. Um, and and who knows there uh, us us uh, that little pod guys who who knows there. Who knows their football and who can who can win the league? But um, yeah, that's that's kind of it for me, Mick. And 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 um, roll on roll on the Carabao Cup and Bristol City next week. Yeah, sorry, um, MK. I've only or HK. I've only just saw your message there, mate. So um, yeah, but I've got a Borough fan. I can. I don't think they really wanted to let him go, mate. Um, but he, he wanted to play. If I remember rightly, we did a video. Last season, when Watmore joined on our YouTube channel, um, called um, "Tell Us About Watmore" or something, or, or "Who's Watmore" or something. So we, I think it was, I think it was said on there that basically he was being used as a, a more of a sub um, than anything else, and he just wanted a um, wanted a. a a full game as such, or wanted more playing career. So yeah, and Will Ratcliffe says great podcast chaps. Thank you very much, mate. It is normally better when um, we have about ten or twenty people come on, but you know, unfortunately, most people were probably at the game yesterday and they've lost their voice. Uh, well, that's going to be my excuse. Um, this will be going out as a podcast tomorrow. Um, we're probably going to end up doing that when we've got a midweek game, but we are recording a show tomorrow night, which will be a a Middlesbrough, a Middlesbrough review and a Reading preview. Um, just on the tweets, if you want to get involved, just give us your predictions for Reading. Um, Stephen, I'll um, I'll take your predictions for Reading, mate. Um, I was saying earlier on today that we never, ever, ever get anywhere in the uh, the first round of the Carabao Cup. However, this time I can see it being a little bit different. So I'm going to go for a 3-1 Millwall win. Okay, now I'd love us to to get through the first round bogey, but uh, I'm not going to say a bane, mate, because um, as the fella earlier said, I'm not allowed to say anything about um, Nesbitt. I'm not going to actually say anything. Charlie, Charlie Kentish said, obviously, that I've jinxed um, Nesbitt, and Joe says I've jinxed um, Vogslammer. I don't really want to jinx uh, anything else, so uh, I am not gonna, just not gonna speak and not gonna give a, um, uh, uh, a what you call it. I do apologise to Thomas and Darren. Um, I got into somewhere and pressed a button, and it seemed to make you two disappear. So I do apologise to you, but thank you very much for coming on um, and getting just before you go, Mick, and just... saved us all uh, having to hear mine and Stephen's voice all night. Go on, fella. Just before you go, as I say, I have um, I have just tweeted from my own personal account the um, community page. So if anybody wants to join that and carry on any of the conversations from this show or any of the others, please feel free to join it. 
basically, it's just all Millwall supporters in there. It's just going to be all Millwall tweets. So you won't see any of the other, anything else on your timeline. It will all be Millwall stuff. But I've tweeted it personally. The guys, um, Mickey himself, will obviously tweet it out from the pod account. But um, if you want to join, feel free. And the link to join the Fantasy League, you literally just have to click it and do accept and you'll be automatically entered. All right? Excellent there. Also, if there is anyone on here who wants to take the 20 questions um, from Millwall, the who are you, then please do get involved in that. Send a, a DM to either the show or to Stephen. Uh, and obviously we can arrange when to record the show. We are looking to get out Series 2 this season, and uh, we need definitely need a few more people. Uh, we're not bad doing so far, but we could definitely need a few more to get involved. That is pretty much it um, for the Millwall calling. Let us know if you enjoy the calling shows or the Friday night live shows. We are trying to be a lot more uh, interactive this season. Um We've obviously got Behind Enemy Lines, which is a new show on YouTube where we speak to an opposition uh, fan show and just get their thoughts on their team and how they think we're going to do, et cetera, et cetera. Especially when we're playing away, there's some quirky questions in there. Uh, when we've got a team coming to us, not so quirky. So the away side questions are a lot better. That's on there. Chat with Chaps is on there. Uh, the normal shows will be on there and on pod. And yeah, just... Make sure you're following us across all socials um, and also give us a follow on YouTube because um, the subscribers helps us really a lot by getting us in front of more Millwall fans. So the algorithm uses if, you know, if you watch other Millwall or people, want, you know, you know other Millwall fans because it's all linked for your Gmail and whatnot. It just helps get us in front of more and more Millwall fans and hopefully it lets us grow. Um, been a pleasure as always Stephen it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from you final word to you sir and then we're going uh, as I say 3-1 on Tuesday and another three points next Saturday away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.